This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap for Wednesday, the 14th of December 2022. Coming up today, more of your feedback following the news yesterday that Microsoft are ending support for Soundscape and smart locks. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. It's really difficult sometimes because you only get 17 seconds to do that intro, and it's like, and smart locks. Um, <laughs> and uh, I could honestly have said anything. I could say, and milk comes from cows. Well done. Not in I'm going to do it that way from now on. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to open up the show with some bizarre fact of life, you know? Mm. The sun rises in the east. Or is it the west? I, I guarantee you would run out within three days. But really? I'd go for it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. Oh. There's, there's you want to play that game, do you? Yes. Yes, I do, Stephen Scott. Okay. As of now, yes. only be, and I only say this because I can get chat GPD or was it on uh, oh, yeah. OpenAI to, to write me all the facts of the day. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm going to do that from now on. Uh, can we talk about how amazing that is again, or uh, we all talked out on that? <sighs> Honestly, but, oh, that is amazing. It's amazing. I, I'll be on. It is amazing. But I think you know what? I think you and people like JJ we had on, and others who you know know stuff, are going to really get benefit out of this. I I just keep asking it to you know write funny songs about you know <laughs> milk. You know, I don't, so many people do. <laughs> so many people. There's nothing wrong with that. It's it's just, it's really cool, man. I just keep thinking if that was in my whatever smart speaker, ah, it would be absolutely amazing. If this was powering Siri, it'd be so cool. Oh, can you imagine? Well, <laughs> yeah, anything would be amazing if it powered Siri. Anything <laughs> that powers Siri. Anything other than Siri. I mean, I just don't... Just, man, why are people not buying this? They're throwing billions of dollars at it. They should be. Well, what is going on with this? That's what I want to know. I mean, obviously at the moment, they've made it so that it only can... Um, it only has information in its brain, if you like, up until 2021. That's clearly deliberate. Because I think if they had done it where it was able to do stuff from today, you know, p- people like me would be saying, well, okay, what were the top, you know, 10 songs of you know, 2001 yes. or 2022 yeah. or, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, you could get that information. Although, funnily enough, it doesn't do lists. I thought it would do, like, top... I, could, I was thinking, oh, I could do a top five this or a top ten that. It doesn't do them. It says, no, we don't do lists. So, oh, that's quite right. interesting. That's, I, I broke it. That, well done. Oh, only you. Only Stephen Scott. <laughs> Everyone else is just amazed by this and you're just trying to break it. Well Utterly done. depressed by it, yeah. Uh, no, it's not, it's more than that for me. It's the ability of it to understand what you're asking of it. The way yeah. it can understand the structure of your your sentence and that is absolutely amazing. And as I said, you know, if if your smart speaker could understand you as well, and you could say multiple commands in one sentence, ah, it'd be mind mind blowing. I say. And look, if this is what a glimpse of the power that's we've got available to us, the military. I mean, they're at least Oof. 10 years, 20 years in front of us. It must be amazing. Now, that's actually quite terrifying when you think about it. I'm terrifying, it. yeah. Skynet yeah. is real. You know, you could just ask an AI, you know, how can we flatten a country in 10 seconds? And I'll say, oh, yeah, I can build you a drone and it can just, I can just do it for you. Okay, yes. fine. It's done. Yeah. Press any key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smell that burning? Wow. Um, terrible. You know, it just... <laughs> Talking of which, Merry Christmas, you, everybody. Did you, yes, did you see that story about San Francisco wanting the um, you know the robots with the ability to use deadly force? Oh uh, no, I didn't Happy see Christmas that. again. Yes, yeah. so the legislation was actually passed and it was granted. So you know the robots that they use right now for surveillance in hostage situations and defusing bombs those uh, those sort of robots um, they were given the ability to well deploy deadly force in the form of explosives. Oh, good. Um, and they, they said, they w- I think it's, a, do you know what? Okay. So there's a lot of groups against this sort of thing. And I totally <laughs> <Really>? get it. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, if it means that the police or whoever are safer, then honestly, what's the difference between that and, and someone using a gun? It still ends in the same result as someone being harmed, right? And it's that that's the issue. I think the tool that you use to do it, and if using a remote-controlled robot to do that sort of work uh, keeps people safer, I'm all for it. But either way, it got uh, there was a U-turn and it was uh, withdrawn, so they c- they can't use that. 
But in Death fact, it's too late right. because the robots didn't get the memo and they're on their way to and they're on the- <laughs> kill everyone now. Well, that's the thing, though, and that's what people think. They're immediately thinking of, um, you know, Terminator-style things, and it's not. Basically, it's a remote-controlled car with a, a bomb attached to it. Oh, they did... oh, that, oh, that, oh, is that all? Oh, that's fine, then. Well, it's still because what that's I'm exactly saying. what I want. I want a Google car driving down the street with a bomb attached to it. That's yes, but what just I'm saying, what I need. It's not the machine itself making the decisions here. It's under. It's just a. It's under the control of a human who makes the decision and makes the call. So it's not like it's AI. This is. This isn't an open AI, um, you know, deciding whether or not. That would be a other to... website, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, exactly. But I thought, I thought, you know what? Why not? I thought it was a good ah, idea. Yeah, I mean, you know, why not? I, I've always wanted to live inside a Quentin Tarantino movie. So Here he goes, being sarcastic. They have already used this. They used it to take out the sniper who was attacking the police at that time. They used C4 attached to a, a robot. So it's, it's, it has been done before. And as I said... If it makes people safer, I'm all for it. Uh, I will say this. I think in 50 years' time, we're either going to be wishing we had never started down this road or, you know, essentially the world is a a very different place because the robots are doing all the work. And, I mean, and that could be in every sense. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, essentially, you know, pushing hospital beds along a hospital, you know, as opposed to, you know, strapping bombs to themselves and doing whatever damage they wish to do. Um, But I, I just think... We are in a place where I think you know the military have already started this. I mean, we started, we saw it with, when Obama came in, we saw more drone attacks than ever under his leadership. Yes. And some people were really up and pleased about, more happy about that because it meant that, you know, you weren't sending soldiers into, you know, dangerous situations. Absolutely. But, you know... The I argument is, should they, it should dehumanizes we be, the whole thing a little bit, doesn't it? Well, of course it does. And at the end of the day, there is always a human at the end of that weapon, no matter exactly. what it is. But then the argument is, well, let's use diplomacy before we get to conflict. But, I mean, once you're in conflict, then you want to you know, protect as many people as you can. So, wow. I, 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 honestly, I had no idea we were going to go down this route today. This, sorry, this show sorry. fascinates me every <laughs> single time. I, I had no idea we were going this way today. Uh, Google cars that can uh, blow people up. That's, that sounds, well, uh, Can I just say, Google, it, it's nothing yes, it's to not do with this, Google. Uh, yes, nothing to oh, do yes, with Google. Sorry. For people who are, who are uh, you know, <laughs> who are pants are changing colour, I promise you it has nothing to do with Google. Um, but, uh, <laughs> it's bizarre. Yes. Anyway, wow. I want to pick you up in something, Priest, because uh, you said yes. on our promo today uh-huh. uh, that uh, we were, uh, the one day, the one yeah. day... I'll I take charge of the promo. It's fine, Stephen. Don't worry. I'm a professional. I'll do the promo for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. And you promoted the wrong thing. I think you're fine, Stephen, because I did check beforehand. I went into our show production folder. Yes, we have production folders. And I checked today's and it said Bristol Braille. And I remember yesterday we talked about, well, you ended the show saying, well, we're going to talk about Bristol Braille and their gaming Braille hardware. So I thought I'll mention that in the promo. Just, you know, on my own back, I'll I'll mention that using my own initiative. And apparently that's wrong, is it? You know what you're saying about you know, the AI taking over. I think yes. maybe we should give it a chance. Actually, I've changed my mind. Let's just <laughs> let it take over. Let it run. No, you did well. I mean, you did, you know, I'll give you some well, credit. You were yeah. right. It did see that in the folder. What you didn't, of course, account for was that I'm also using that folder and, and my brain had already decided we're doing that feature tomorrow. Oh, oh, I was, I was, of course. What was I thinking? Not reading your mind. Why didn't Obviously. you read my mind first? I, I, I can only apologise. I expect a written warning immediately. Oh, you'll be getting that all right. <laughs> Although, obviously, it won't be written. It won't be a warning either, because that would mean I'd have to do something, so it's not going to no. happen. So just just take it okay. as read. Right. Um, I'm so sorry, Mr. F. God bless you, sir. Yeah. You apologising <sighs> to him for you. You should be apologising to me. You should be apologising to our audience, because, frankly, you've let them down. Well, we could still talk about it. We could shift it from tomorrow no. to today, as you said. No. Oh. Because right. I haven't, you know, edited it yet. Oh, right, right, I see. Uh, okay. So I am very, very sorry. N- for nothing the to up. do with that at all. Um, <laughs> shall we talk about uh, what we talked about yesterday? Of course, Microsoft ending support for Soundscape. We have had some comments in, as you can imagine. And mm. uh, Jocelyn's been in touch. Hello, gentlemen. It's Jocelyn calling from Winnipeg again. Hey. Let's see if we can make this short and quick. A, cat name is Phaedra. My name is Jocelyn. They're two characters from my all-time favorite epic fantasy series book. That's why her name is her name. Number two, Soundscapes. Yeah, kind of. It's not great news, but exciting news. It's not happy news. 
you know what? If they can't afford to have the service for free, attaching it into something else so that you get a sort of like a perk with a premium package, that would also be an okay thing. Would I be excited about paying for it? Uh, no. Would I? Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's a matter of balance. I can't have all those things, but if somebody else picks it up and it's open source code and I can go in and by me, I need my friends who actually code can go in and we can like make tweaks to it so that it's customized for me. I would happily pay a subscription service that would let me do that. Cause then I can have soundscapes exactly the way I need it to be. And then Oh, some of the issues and conflicts that I have with it aren't going to be a problem anymore because I've done the code. Again, not me. Somebody else has done the code to fit my very specific narrow range of requirements. Otherwise, I'm excited to hear you guys during the holiday season. I absolutely hate it when people take time off between Christmas and the New Year. I drive my podcast co-host bonkers because I don't let her. Uh, I think her stick to the schedule when we podcast because I... Hey, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's not, I know it's just, it's what we do. It's our work. We just do it. It's fine. If anything, there's more videos at the end of the year for us, not less. So I'm super excited that you guys will be on with your top stuff, even if you have to re-record episode one now. So, you know, cheers. Good luck. Happy, happy, merry, merry, and all the holiday joy. And we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Oh, thank you, Jocelyn. Thank uh, you. Doesn't look like much of a choice uh, to do the, the week between. It would appear we were doing it anyway, Sean, whether we liked it or not. No. Well, I, I think you and Jocelyn should get together and you know get a podcast going because both of you basically saying, yeah, you're not you're not getting Christmas off, bah humbug. So yeah. uh, what a perfect match. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Well, I, I said exactly the same thing to you, didn't I? Um, so. Uh, just on the point of soundscape, I mean, yes, it would be good if someone picks up. Others are echoing this point as well. Uh, Sarah says on Twitter, not impressed at all at this news, as I use this app a lot. Well, uh, Deborah says, this is not good news. I rely on soundscape so much. Although I do use other navigation apps, I do like soundscape. If only they could just keep it going. And uh, JR writes in, uh, no, no, this is my favourite navigation app in the world. I use it so much. I don't want to go back to human-aware GPS breeze. I haven't updated that thing since 2005. What if somebody like us purchased the software and continued its legacy? I would have to implement a $2 a month subscription charge just to pay the bills to keep it active. I know, but subscription models, models do keep apps going if managed properly. That's kind of what we were saying, wasn't it? So, yep. hey, JR, he's going to take it on. Good luck, JR. I, I, you know what? I think um, actually the Soundscape app could could have a better user interface. When I've been using the Roots when they were first implemented. I used the Roots quite a lot. So it takes you from one uh, marker to the next to the next. So when you hit one, it automatically moves you to the next. So when I'm walking the dog, it takes me the first marker is the, the entrance to the field and then the dog poop bin and then the bench and then the exit. It's really good, but you know, if you if you want to reverse it, it's a bit of a faff. I'm going to use the technical term, faff yes, to do it. Terms. I think actually the user interface could be tweaked quite a lot. So I, I'm, I would like to see what other people could do with it. As long as people do pick it up, that's the thing. It could. It's no good saying, oh, it's all open source code now. If no one touches it and we never see it again, I, I'm just that's what worries me slightly. Well, like I say, I think the only way that's possible is with monetization. That's the honest truth. I think you have to have people. Mm-hmm. pay money to use it or, or keep it alive. Like JR says, you know, if he was going to take it on, you know, he would need to implement some kind of subscription model just to keep it moving. Um, but, you know, there's a lot in there. And, you know, it's interesting because I was thinking about this. Obviously, the mapping side of it isn't done by the app, right? It's kind of overlaying on top of no, the existing information. So that's another thing. It's not like, you know, well, okay, I've now bought this app and I now have to buy myself a little, you know, Google-type car, uh, not with the bomb strapped on, but with an actual, you know, sensor. Again, nothing to do with Google. Nothing to do with Google. I, I don't know why you keep bringing that. this up. But yes, so, you know, the little Google car that drives around and maps everything, um, you know, you don't have to buy one of those and start doing that because that part of it is, is like you're buying that service. You're getting that, I guess, as part of the app. But um, well, yeah. it's the same as Blind Square, I think. Doesn't that yeah, use exactly, the open yeah. maps um, mapping service, which is basically that? It's an open source mapping service. So yeah, I yeah. think it uses that, or, or Foursquare. I don't know. Um, but yes, there's free services out there. Okay, well, 
Thank you so much for that uh, voicemail, Jocelyn. And I'm glad that you're uh, happy we're here over the holidays. We're looking forward to it. Um, let's go to an email from Greg, who thinks that uh, accessibility might be in a worse place than I think it is. Greetings, Double Tappers. I don't think accessibility is shaky at the moment. I think it is actually going backwards. Just look at all that has happened since March of 2020. All kinds of websites came out from governments with information on COVID numbers and most of them were inaccessible. Companies, like Twitter, are laying off their accessibility teams. Now Microsoft is getting rid of accessibility apps. This is a very disturbing trend that is happening in the disabled community right now. Microsoft has absolutely no need to make any kind of profit off of Soundscape. They are a $2 trillion business after all. Besides this, if you need something to be sustainable, then make it sustainable from the beginning. Do not get us hooked on using an app or service that is either free or has lots of free offers and then get rid of it or make the cost so high we can't use it. There is a specific service I am thinking of, but I won't mention its name since you guys have interviewed them a few times. (laughs) There are plenty of ways to find out how to make these apps and services sustainable from the beginning. Just to let you know, the Blind Abilities podcast just did an interview with the person who designed the ATC cane. I'm thinking of pre-ordering it. I am going to make Sean wince here when I tell you its price. It is 120 US dollars, so it's probably a million or so in Canadian dollars. Hashtag friend of the shed, but also hashtag friend of Stephen who buys all the junk so the rest of us do not have to. Greg from Ohio. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Fantastic. uh, Thanks to Laura as well for reading the emails. Oh, yes, of course. The lovely Laura. What's, what's the ATC cane? What am I missing here? So this is the all-terrain cane. This is the one that... because uh, oh, David, of course. Yes, uh, this yes, is yes. Uh, David Epstein, who's going to be... Uh, I'm actually speaking to him, I think, tomorrow. Um, too late. Now, just just so you understand, so you don't get mixed mm. up, that doesn't mean he's on the show tomorrow, okay? Does it not? Talking I'm to doing him tomorrow. the promo tomorrow, so yes, yeah. he is. So just... So, right, okay, we're just going to change everything <laughs> just for Sean. Um, but no, we're going to be talking to David tomorrow, and we'll be getting him on the show soon. So maybe look out for that next week. Uh, here on uh, the the Daily Show, but yeah, I'm really intrigued to talk about this with him because this this is it's funny, right? Because we are a tech show, honest, and this is not tech, but Ooh, it is wow. something. But it's not. Yeah, it's a, it's well, a cane, right? Well, ooh, yeah, but it's well, not. Well, come on, a yeah, cane well, is tech. Mm, Let yeah, me plug it in. Well, okay. What defines something as tech? Um. The thing yeah. that's about to go in my door. You want to handle the show for a couple of minutes? Of course I do. Well, why don't you tell us why you would want an all-terrain cane? Oh, that's a very good question. Why right would I want? Okay, enjoy yourself. Well, to be fair, right, I am fairly... Uh, I've been using the long cane for, what, four years, five years or something like that. Before, I just used to carry around a symbol cane. So uh, I'm fairly new to the whole long cane thing. And I've noticed... Like now, when it's snowing, wow, does it make a difference. I can't feel, you know, I don't get the feedback from the sidewalks. Uh, uh, finding the curbs can be harder if there's a bit of a drift of snow. So it, it it does actually make a difference. So, I mean, yes, I'm not going hiking in the mountains. I'm not trekking through the woods and forests. But, hey, lots of people do, you know, lots of blind people do enjoy that sort of thing. And if this gives you a little bit of independence while doing that or a little bit of feeling of safety whilst doing that i'm all for it absolutely i don't think there's a problem with it um not that anyone is saying there is of course and that price actually greg um you, <laughs> you thought it was going to melt my mind i don't think that's bad i mean there's some canes i've seen out there sort of custom canes with different colors and different wraps on them which are around about the same price so for something which has actually got some sort of functionality as as this does the old terrain cane actually i think that's a decent price i thought it would be actually more than that hello yeah you did well thank you thank you i don't know what that was in my package but i just dropped it so that's not a good start did it oh did it make a breaking sound well i don't think so Okay, well, that's good. Don't worry about it then. Can I just say as well, I'm walking in the snow with my cane, Mm. and I just noticed yesterday, because the the lighting condition was just right, that I leave a little wavy line behind me with my stick. It's really cool. Yes, and that that in absolutely no way helps you getting home. No, 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 because usually I can't see it or it's covered up by the time. But I just thought, wow, I'm like my own Etch-A-Sketch. It's really nice. I liked it. (laughs) Yes. Sorry. 
That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, thank you for that. Uh, right. Let's get another email. And uh, uh, yes, we will be talking more about the altering cane soon. So uh, do stick around for that. Uh, let's get an email in from Glendon. Laura reads our emails. Hey there, you guys. And Merry Christmas from Glendon James across the pool in TO Canada. By the way, I was born in Cardiff, Wales and grew up in Southgate, London, England. I very much enjoyed your show on Braille this Monday and just wanted to give you some feedback on the gentleman who was speaking with you. He expressed concern that a woman didn't want to have her visually impaired child learn Braille before becoming blind. And I just wanted to say that I totally agree with you that in fact it would be beneficial for many reasons, including ease of stress when the eyesight begins to fail. Learning Braille is amazing for stretching our brains and opening up more neuropathways by improving our eye-hand coordination and development of our sense of touch. The fingers are an important tool for our brain to recall information and even are used to help overcome head injuries should they occur by retraining our fingers through music therapy and sounds that we experience. I learned to read Braille in my early 20s and at that time had a wonderful lady instructor and finished the course in one month, which she explained to me was a record for her. Big smile. The enhancement of our ability to touch, that sense which is so important to us in so many ways, is fantastic. As a teacher, musician and recording artist, I can honestly say that learning Braille enhanced my ability to write music and to recall information. Also, I very much enjoyed the super Christmas tune that my East Coast bro, as us musicians call each other, performed. I'm guessing he was either banging his foot on the tambourine while playing or triggering a sound pad. Love your Christmas spirit. I too also recorded a Christmas tune which I wrote, performed and recorded with my Logic Pro software on my iMac computer. It is called Merry Christmas Baby. In the interest of Christmas spirit and my appreciation for all your help over the years, I've attached an MP3 file for your listening pleasure. I hope you like it and I will definitely join you in your Christmas podcasts. Love you guys and keep up the great work. Once again, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Best, Glendon James. Oh, that's a nice message. That was so good. Thank you so much. And you know what? We love Braille. We are loving Braille here at Double Tap. Uh, you know, I try to love Braille. Come I mean, on. I totally get everything he said. I know, but it's down to me. Why? Why? I I know all of the positives, all the advantages, and yet, what am I doing about it? Well, nothing. Look, look let's be brutally I'm honest. Fifty years old next year. I'm, can I really pick this up where it's useful to me? Well, and everyone says yes. Of course you can. And yet, still, I do nothing. You can, but the question is, do you really need it? You know, yes. Th- yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. there's always that bigger question, right? Whenever we talk about this, there's the bigger, wider question of do people need Braille? Can they value? Can they get value from Braille? And that's what we were talking about on Monday. And I think, yes, absolutely, that's the case. But individually, I mean, I think about you. I mean, I think there's things you could benefit from, like when you're doing your Shaun of the Shed, you always say to me, well, you know, I've got to, you know, listen to the screen reader to get my notes. And then, yes, that's you know, right. I've got to try and, you know, put that into words and try and hear that and then speak to camera, do what I'm doing. You know, that would be a lot easier if you had Braille because you would just have it literally at your fingertips. You wouldn't have yeah. to, you know, you, you could even, I mean, we had um, Grant Hardy from AMI this week. He was doing our show. Uh, he did a couple of features for us on Double Tap TV. He's going to be doing more in the new season. And, you know, Grant uses a Braille display. And it means that he can sit and look at the camera. I mean, in his view, probably he's thinking, am I even looking at the camera? But, you know, he is looking at the camera. Oh, I'm like that all the time. Exactly. Yeah. So am I. I don't think I am looking at the camera anymore. <laughs> I've got no idea. But, you know, he, look, he can look at the camera, look towards the camera, but he's able to keep his head up and read. And obviously on presentation on camera, that's important. And that oh, would be the course. case in a meeting or anything else. And I, I know myself, I mean, I'll be honest, although I'm loving the whole Braille thing and I, I do... I just need to get quicker at it. I need to really knuckle down on grade two. I feel I've been saying that forever, but I, I really well, do need yeah, to do that. Exactly. So do I, though. I, I mean, I've, how many times have I learned grade one and then I forget it because I don't use it enough? But do you so know what's happened in the past couple of weeks? The one thing I've really found beneficial is the split mode with JAWS. And obviously NVDA has its own version of that, which is cool. VoiceOver doesn't. Narrator doesn't yet. Yes. But, you know, the fact that I'm able to very easily... You know, now have you in my left ear and Jaws in my right ear it means at least I feel I can focus on what Jaws is saying. You know, so when I'm in clean feed here, I'm sitting here talking to you and I've, I've got all the voicemails and whatever in front of me and the clips and everything's laid, lo- loaded up. <laughs> yes. I'm able to navigate to them. I must admit, if you ever if you ever notice I go quiet, that's because I'm trying to hear it and try and make sense of it. It's usually I, like yeah, a I, name or something, you know, I'm like... Just what I'm thinking of. Absolutely. You know, and I'm also thinking of, 
which way around is it when people have angels and devils on their shoulder? Which oh. one's on the left and which one's on the right? Hopefully I'm an angel. I believe I am. Well, you are coming out of my left ear, so... There you go. Yeah, that's the angel. Definitely, definitely. Definitely. There you go. Uh, Glendon you. also sent in a song. Would you like to hear a bit of it? Oh, yes, please. I feel this is going to become a bit of a theme in the next couple of weeks. Happy Christmas, baby. I will say this, though. Okay, I'll, I'll play it and I'll, and I'll tell you my thoughts okay. at the other end. Okay, so here we go. This is uh, Glendon and uh, his song. Merry Christmas, baby. It's that time of year. Come and listen, baby. Just one year I'm gonna sing you a tune That'll melt all your worries away Wow, wow, wow Just flew Piccolo This is so cool Yeah Hey, Glendon, well done that was amazing. That you know, that had a feel of Hugh Laurie. You know, the House from the Doctor from House. He his music is is so cool, and it's just like that. I love it. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, just remind, yeah, I forgot about that. Hugh That's Laurie. Right. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I forgot. I forgot about the song, the singing thing. Oh no, he's fantastic. His band is so good. Yeah, okay, interesting. Right, yeah, very I think I think you should be pleased at that then, Glendon. There you go. That is, I believe, what they call your rave review. Excellent. Fantastic, from a man who's sir. raving. <laughs> uh, I'm talking to you. You carry on. That's it. I'm muting myself. <laughs> this Christmas thing is just not lasting long, is it? I mean, this this Christmas spirit is just I'm struggling with it, I'll be honest. Um <sighs> not, not with drinking it, I will admit. But listen, stick around. More to come on Double Tap, more of your comments, and we're going to be talking about smart locks. One of our listeners got in touch. Greg has been in touch to talk to us about his smart lock, and uh, it might be interesting because it answers a lot of the questions I have about them. So that, and also, if we have some time, I'll maybe tell you a little Braille. bit about my experience with... Um, Braille no, gaming. No, 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 we're not doing that today, we're doing that tomorrow. You're on the wrong side, that's the devil's on my right side, you're on my left side, stop that. <laughs> the nice angel's not supposed to do that. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk instead about my Philips Hue experience because, um, oh wow, what an experience that has been. Oh, we'll get into that next. This is Double Tap. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Double Tap. Uh, do you know, it's been such a crazy day today, Sean, because in the last segment I've had my door knocked twice. Oof. And yeah, no, but the guy's at the door and, you know, I, I, that's when I said to you, just give me a minute, I'll go down. And the reason yes. I did that was because, you know, you get these, sometimes you get the message and it says, we're delivering you a passcode to give to your driver. Oh, yes. Right? Oh. So I thought, mm. right, okay, so I spent the time, I actually got my little dictaphone out and I recorded the number and then I get to the door <laughs> <laughs> and he says, there you go, there's your parcel, and just walks away. So I thought, oh, oh. right, okay, you didn't need okay. the passcode then. Fine. So we're talking, and I think uh, we had one of our voicemails on, or one of our emails was being read out by Laura, and the door goes, I can hear the door getting thumped again. The problem is, I see, what's happened is my ring battery has died, and I haven't charged it back. Oh, it? yeah. So I have yeah. to hope they really bang on the door, or I won't hear them. So yes. anyway, the door's getting thumped again. So I'm out the window saying, yeah, just leave it at the door. And the guy's going... Uh, I need the passcode. I'm like, oh, of course you do. Of course you do. And where <laughs> do I get the, the phone? Downstairs. So I had to oh. run back down, get back up the stairs, get the two, and two, it, one, you know, whatever the passcode <laughs> is. And he's like, okay, I'll just leave it there. So in the break, I've run and down and got it. And I, I, honestly, never I don't need noticed. exercise. I don't need exercise, Sean, because why do I even need to have a home gym? I just, all I do is run up and downstairs in this house. Exactly. You're Mr. Keep Fit. Well done, you. And now <sighs> I'm, now I'm intrigued because... Usually, when you're, you know, when you used to give a password or passcode to get your parcel, it's because it's of a certain value. Oh, so what have you bought, Stephen Scott? Well, let's just say it's not for me. Oh, okay. Thank you. What is it? What have you got me? <laughs> oh, you wanted a present this year. You, you were serious about that. Oh, uh, yeah, oh. always. Yes. Right. Okay. I got the um, aftershocks open boom or open com. 
headset the other day, and that's why I know, and that required a passcode as well. Uh, that was quite no, That expensive. wasn't for you, though. That wasn't for you. No, no, that was for Sarah. I got it for Sarah's birthday. Oh. Yes. I know, because I am great. I was surprised, though. I was expecting a big boom arm on it with a big microphone, and it's not. It's just this little thing that just pokes around your face a little bit. It feels so fragile, yet it's not fragile. No, it's almost um, moldable. Yeah. You say. It feels like squeezy and soft, but she um, she can't stand any of the in-ear headphones, and mm. um, we tried some of those, and she didn't like, and yeah, the microphone wasn't great, so I said, oh, the Aftershocks are uh, probably the most comfy. So, yeah, she's, she's loving them at the minute. Very We're good. all getting ready for the day that we all end up working in a call centre. That's basically what it is. We're just getting ourselves ahead of time. Exactly, this. exactly right. That's exactly what they're or, for. Yeah. Or we all become Britney Spears. You know, so oh. either way, I mean, my career, I must admit, it's a bit of a strange mix. You know, I could either, uh, oops, I did toxic. it again in a call centre, or oops, I did it again on stage. <laughs> okay, I'm leaving that there now. You've put images in my head. Terrible, terrible images. Well, listen, if you want something nice for Christmas, maybe for the holidays, maybe you should uh, take part in our Double Tap TV gift guide giveaway. Oh, that's good. What a sec. Uh, what a professional like you are. I was going through the list. There's a list on the website, so ami.ca slash double tap. Obviously, I'm totally on top of all of this, right? But yep. it says on the web... <laughs> this is the first time I've read the you website today. <laughs> oh, wow, they've actually done a page and stuff. It's amazing. So there's a form on there. I say this... Compl- I mean, so many people have entered this competition for the gift guide giveaway, and um, I'm just coming around to reading this. But do you know why? Because Mark said to me, well, you know, you host the show. You can't you can't take part in this. So I was like, stuff it. I'm not interested. No, if we can't win anything, why are we going to take an interest? Exactly. But yeah. here's the thing. I was going through the list. So there's <laughs> a Wemo Smart. Now, this is cool. Right? A Wemo Smart Plug, which is one thing. That's in the list, right? Very good. But there's also a Wemo Wi-Fi Smart Outdoor Plug. Oh. I didn't know that even existed. No, nor me. I want one of those. So that sounds cool. Uh, what else we've got? Uh, uh, we've got Belkin uh, MagSafe mounts. We've got a Boost Charge. Oh. Um, oh, Huawei Watch. Or not, Huawei. Is that how you say it? Huawei? Huawei. Huawei That's, like, that's watch. the official way to say it, yes. Of course. Now, Huawei Watch. Um, <laughs> there's also uh, Huawei FreeBuds 2. They're also in the... Oh, they're nice. Seriously good stuff. He mentioned the BenQ monitor yesterday. Um, rugged cases for phones. What else have we got? Wireless headphones with uh, ANC, what do you call it? Active noise cancellation? Active noise cancellation, yeah. There's so much there. Check out the list. I'm telling you, you've got to be in it to win it. Gaming headset? Yes. Uh, camera mounts for your phone? I mean, honestly, that's a good list. That's I want a good camera price. mounts. Can I, why are we giving this stuff away? It should be handed out amongst... Where's my Christmas bonus, Marco Flalo? It's a Sorry, disgrace. I, I, I don't know. I've... I've, I've don't know what's going on with Clinfield today. I, I can barely hear what you're saying. Um, right, let's move on, uh, because I want to talk about smart locks. This is thanks to uh, David Woodbridge, who came on the show, and he was talking about his smart lock. Greg then got in touch with us to tell us about his, and uh, here is his contribution today. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Sean. This is Greg from Phoenix. And the other day, I heard you talking with David Woodbridge, and one of the topics you were talking about was smart locks. So I thought I'd do a demonstration of a smart lock that is accessible. In my case, I'm using what's called the Schlage Encode Plus. And the reason I got this one is that it has a technology in it called HomeKey. HomeKey is a technology that Apple developed uh, that works with HomeKit. And it allows you to not have to use anything but your phone or your Apple Watch to open the door. So I can simply walk up to the door, tap my phone or my Apple Watch to the lock, and it will unlock. And the nice thing is I can do that for anybody in my home, so my wife or my kids, as long as they have uh, watches or iPhones, I can do the same thing for them. And it's transferable. So if I ever got another lock, I could, uh, I don't have to reset all that up. Uh, if I wanted to put a lock, for instance, on the back door, uh, their home key stuff would all work over there as well. 
So let me do a little description of the slock. Uh, on the front or the outside, there is a rectangle that goes where the lock normally would have gone. That this rectangular pad has a keypad at the top. The keypad is about two and a half by two and a half inches. The device of, as a whole is probably about three inches by four inches, or what is that, about seven and a half centimeters by 10 centimeters. As I said, at the top is the keypad, and at the bottom is a place to put an actual key. So if you've got any Luddites in the family that don't want to use technology for their lock, they can carry around a key and use this lock just like they always did. Uh, but if you have an iPhone, you can set up HomeKey. If you have someone in your family that doesn't have an iPhone but is good with technology, they can type in a, a PIN number, like a four to six number PIN. Um, and that's what the keypad is for. Well, and the other nice thing is if you wanted to give access to your home to a contractor or, I don't know, the maids or a dog walker or something, you can give them a code and put that in. And you can, you just do that on your iPhone. You program in a code, tell them what it is, and they can use that. And good news is you can then turn that off whenever you don't want them in anymore. So, uh, lots of nice ways to use this. By the way, that keypad is, uh, doesn't talk. So us blind folks usually know the, uh, orientation of a numeric keypad. So I've never had any problem typing in my numbers because I know where they would fit on a two and a half by two and a half inch square. Um, but I don't have to use that very often because I use the home key thing. Um, so that's the front and I'm going to use my watch and I'm going to just touch my watch to the keypad and you hear it unlock the door. It's that easy. Um, if you want more security, you can turn on uh, more security so that your phone would require your face or your fingerprint first, similar to when you're using Apple Pay. If you've ever done that, you do the, you press two button or press the button twice quickly and then it scans your face or your fingerprint and then it allows you to do Apple Pay. Well, same thing on this uh, home key device if you want it that secure. In my case, I choose to make it convenient. I just want to be able to walk up with my uh, phone or my watch and tap it to it. I figure if I lose my phone or my watch, I'm in a lot of trouble anyways, so I can just go disable this. By the way, one other nice feature is if your battery on your phone is dead, uh, there apparently is just enough charge in it to do the NFC. So if you ran out of batteries, you can still get into your house. Um, by the way, on the back of the door or the inside portion where the thumb turn would normally go to use the lock, there is a about three inch by four inch or what is that? Seven and a half centimeters by 10 centimeters box that holds the batteries. It holds four AA batteries and also on that back box is a thumb turn. So you can simply open and close the door from inside the house, uh, like you always did with a, a normal thumb turn. Um, one last thing on the outside, if you're, if you want to lock the door when you've left the house, you don't have to use your phone again or type in a code. You can just press up the button in the bottom right-hand corner of the display and that will lock the door. And that's easy to find. Again, it's just in the bottom right-hand corner, so I've never had any trouble doing it. So we've got lots of ways to get in and out. Um, we can use a physical key. We can use the touchpad. We can use home key, which, again, is my preference. Um, if you're in the house, you can use the thumb turn. Uh, you can also set up automations in HomeKit so that 
you know, every night at 10 p.m., it locks all the doors in the house. Um, or when everybody has left the house, um, make sure the doors are locked. Um, you can use your HomePod or your phone or your watch to use Siri and tell it to lock the doors. It will not allow Siri to unlock doors just by voice because that would be a security problem. Yeah. Uh, a bad guy could be yelling in through the window and telling Siri to open the doors if you allow that. So it doesn't allow for that. Sorry about the car noise. Uh, but there you go. This is the Schlage Encode Plus. And the, uh, this is a um, deadbolt style, which is used uh, certainly in North America. So your Canadian listeners and um, uh, United States listeners, you can go get a Schlage Encode Plus deadbolt. Uh, they're not cheapest ever. It's about $300, but it's a very good solid lock. Um, if you are in the UK or Europe, I believe you all use a different style lock. I think it's called a mortise style lock. And Schlage doesn't have one of those, but there is a home key compatible lock made by the company Akara, which is A-Q-A-R-A, and it uses HomeKey. So there are HomeKey options no matter where you are, I believe. Um, I'm very pleased with this one. I feel secure. It's very, uh, very easy to use for a blind guy, so I'm happy. I hope you enjoyed this, and we'll talk to you another time. Bye now. Thank you for that, Greg. Really appreciate your uh, comments there and uh, appreciate you taking the time to go through all that with us. That was actually pretty incredible. There was a lot of questions for me answered in there. Yeah, I was always not quite sure how they were powered because I thought it can't be battery because what if it ran out while you were out and the battery runs out? You can't get in ever, can you? Surely. Mm. Um, But um, it doesn't appear to be like that. The batteries seem to last forever anyway. Um, And you've got the key. And you've got the key as well. You know what? I I would have this on my home, except I know my my wife, my girlfriend. <laughs> she she's not she's not having it. Well, your wife or your girlfriend? Neither yeah, of let them me just say they're the it. same person. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I'm too old to say girlfriend, but we're not actually married. Know, but yes. So um, yes, Sarah would no. She said, "Oh, it's, it's just it's easier just to have a key. Why would you do this?" But I think this is so cool. And actually, I think there are some good reasons there. I would love to. Do you remember that thing from Amazon, the Amazon key? They were where yes. the delivery man could get into your house. I'm sure it was called that. That was pulled though, wasn't it? I don't think it ever yeah, came to anything. But, I mean, I have a porch, right? And I would love to be able to keep that door actually closed and locked and just the delivery guys have a, a code to, mm. to get in there and leave everything in there. That would be fantastic. So I can actually see the utility in this. Still a little bit expensive for me, but uh, I just think they're cool. I would love one. That's actually a good point if you've got a porch, because as long as your main front door's locked... Yes, which it could, always is, but my yeah. porch door is always unlocked. And I mean, it's no, no problem with that, but I would just love it that, you know, if it had a, a, a keypad on there, then just for deliveries, that would be great. You see, I'm with you. I don't think my wife would have buy-in on this either. I don't think she... she no. I, I, and I'll be honest, neither do I at the moment. I still think it's early days on these things. And it's just because of the nature of it. It's, you know, essentially, you are now handing over to technology the entrance to your home. And I just think if something goes wrong with that or someone finds a way to hack in, they're in your home and there's nothing you can do about it at that point. Now, that's not to say... And this is the other side of the argument. Same with keys, though, well, exactly. It? Someone could just kick the door in. I mean, if someone wants into your home, they're exactly. going to find a way in. Yes. But what I do think is good about this is when someone does come into the house using a key, like, say, for example, you, like uh, Greg says, maybe the cleaner comes in. Uh, we've got a cleaner who comes into the house. Uh, you know, she comes in. You know, to be able to give her that access, I would know she's in the house. I'd know it's her. I'd know she'd walked in. And yeah. I know when she would be there and when she was leaving. And, you know, I would, it would just give me some peace of mind knowing who had come into the house. If my mum comes over, she can use that pass key. Um, you know, there's lots of value in that that I can totally understand. And I just think I'm just a little bit nervous about handing it over uh, at this stage. I do think the technology certainly improved to that point where it's secure. 
Um, oh, definitely. I mean, the, the the home key that Greg is talking about there. I mean, you know, the, Apple are talking about using that sort of technology, the encryption technology for your car keys and everything, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's more secure than anything we've been using at any time so far in history. And so, do you know what? I mean, look at cars. So my mum's car doesn't even have a key. It has like some, I don't know what this thing is, but it's just like a little remote. Yeah, and yeah. You, yeah. you press the button on it and it unlocks the door. And you have to have the you have to have this key. Not it, it, you don't have to put it into anything. You just have to have it in the vicinity of the vehicle, mm-hmm. inside before the car will start. You know, it picks up on the fact that the key is present, and that's Absolutely. how it starts the car. So if someone was to run off with the key, she wouldn't be able to use the car. Or you know, and and I think that has got challenges to it as well. So it, all someone really has to do in theory is just take the key. And they've got yeah. the car. You know, that's it, really. I mean, that's all you have to well, do. Same with, it's the same with debit cards now. It's, it's with contactless payment. You don't need a pin anymore to pay for a certain amount. You just tap your card on a, a point of sale. You know, if you lose your card, anyone can use it now. And, and look and look how, you know, when it comes to Apple Pay, you know, I use Apple Pay all the time. And look how that has become, for a lot of people, the preferred option. Because you no longer need to worry about what happens. So... I'm seeing this now with banks. They're starting to do this thing called virtual cards. So yes. uh, the bank I've been looking at joining and uh, in the UK, and they have this offer where it's like a virtual card option. So you can have as many virtual cards as you like, and you can essentially use that virtual card online. It means if someone steals your details or you shop in a place that's dodgy and they get hold of your details, you can stop that card and it doesn't affect anymore your actual main account, which is really clever. But actually Apple Pay and Google Pay, they go further than that. Because they don't even pass across your information at all. So in a lot of ways, and I used to say this to people even a few years back, good few years back actually, Apple Pay is probably the most secure way to pay. Because oh, no one sees your details at all. It's you a just have to trust card Apple. for that one transaction, and then it's destroyed. Exactly, it's, that's it's amazing. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if you think about it in that sense, I mean, we're kind of, we're kind of already there. It's just that I think some things feel just a little step too far. For a lot of us, it's like yeah, I'm, still I still got to feel comfortable tech. in it. But yeah, I I don't know either. I know exactly what you mean. Like my central heating, I love it. I love being exactly. able to say turn the heating on. But when the server went down the other day, Google servers went down globally. It's like I can't turn my heating on. Um, I've got to go out and actually press buttons. It's ridiculous. Um, that you know, it's that reliance on smart tech. I still, hmm, I don't know. There's some things I'm not that keen on. Yeah, although I did read a story once about central heating where someone um, got into a lot of trouble because someone hacked into their central heating system and turned it up to the highest. And they couldn't turn it off. <laughs> wow. Um, you know, so was that, this, was this that is... an actual thing or was that an episode of Black Mirror? <laughs> no, this was real. <laughs> this actually happened. And, you know, that kind of thing can happen, you know. But again, in life, anything could happen, right? I could walk out the front door and be hit by a bus. So, you know, anything could happen. Happy Christmas, everyone. <laughs> again. <laughs> we what? start and we end with disaster. That is pretty much how our show goes. We should be calling this Double Tap Disaster. That's what we should call this. DTD. Double. New name. Stop it. Oh, yeah. Double Tap Disaster. No, no we works. don't like that. No, it's terrible. That. Someone, someone hashtag that. <sighs> Don't charge the hashtags. Get Elon on the phone. Uh, Listen, one more voicemail from us before we go. This comes in from Narina. And uh, I think this one is uh, all thank you to me. Dear Stephen and Sean, I'm still catching up on the podcast. So last Saturday, I heard the podcast in which, Stephen, you recommended to Sean to purchase a table coaster anti-spill holder for his mug to be put into. Mm Mm-hmm. I took a look at Amazon and ended up purchasing two, one for myself and the other for my friend, and have to say they are well worth it at £13.99 each. There you go. Now it is sitting on my coffee table, which is to the left of my chair, with no fear of ever knocking it over. Unfortunately, this has happened in the past, but this fear has now been taken away. Many thanks to you for recommending such a simple but useful item. Hope you both have a great Christmas and stay warm. Best wishes, Narina. Oh, thank you, Narina. You too. Stay warm. And, you know, stay warm with your cup of tea that you know will remain in the mug. Oh, that's so good. Well done. Yes. You know what? I'm actually going to buy one of these. There, I know, I've said it. Because it's I'm going so to buy good. One. I, want, I, want to be, I want the table coaster people on the show, you know, <laughs> thanking me. Why don't we, we should be sponsored by the table coaster people. Brought to you by brought table you coaster. By. Yeah, brought to you by no one at the moment because you're not paying for it. But oh. I will say this. All right, steady. It is, it is a really cool thing. It's such a simple little gadget, 
you know, such yeah. as it. And what's cool about it is, as well as having the ability to hold a mug, it can hold a a glass as well because it has like a little um, insert that goes in there. And if you put a glass in it, it won't spill either. So, you know, it's got different, it's almost like it has different uh, inserts for different sizes of cups. Wow. So that could be really useful. It's the it's ultimate so gadget of 2022, Stephen Scott. <laughs> Forget your Envision glasses. No, you know what? No, you no. Envision, take that and shove it. Take an Apple MacBook Air <laughs> with M2, shove it. I want a table coaster. That's what I want. Table coasters for all. That's what we say. Maybe you should get that in the giveaway. <laughs> but no, honestly, it is a great little thing. Um, and, and speaking of which, this is less, um, let's just say, attractive on the spending front. But I actually forgot I owned this. This is me, just typical me. Wow. I forgot I had one of these. It's a glowstone mug. And I was thinking this would be good for you. Um, oh. But I don't know, because you drop things too much. So this is a glowstone. You sound like a child. You keep breaking everything, so you're not getting one. But this is a glowstone mug, and it basically connects to your... Well, you just sit it on a coaster, one of those little... Um, do you call them little um, chi chargers? Chi charge, yeah. Chi charging coasters. Not dumb. And you can sit it on there, and it will charge it up, and it will keep your tea or coffee warm for up to three hours. But it's a bone china mug. Yeah, terrible, terrible. I'm sorry. What's it got? Like a thimble full of uh, capacity in it? No, Awful. no. I can Absolute. get a full cup of coffee and tea in there. It you is lovely. It's a big, wide cup. Fits oh. nicely in my table coaster. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm That's not. That's my no, life. No, thank you. No, I have to say, you know, this. I think this show is aging a lot <laughs> <laughs> because you know when we used to, when we started this show, it was all about you know oh, when we wow. were eighteen. Yeah, when we were eighteen, <laughs> and we were talking about you know getting out there with our adventure canes yeah. and you know with our going disco off. trousers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and all that jazz, um, and a bit of jazz as well. And um, now it's talking about you know staying warm with you know mugs and coasters, heated slippers on. Yeah, yeah exactly. Don't get me started on those. You can get ones that have got like you know you can put your two feet in and they keep you warm and oh and snug and. Oh. What else would you put in slippers? Of course, you put your two feet in. No, them. but it's like one. It's, it's the big slipper. Oh, the one enormous slipper for both feet. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you do I, is you buy two of them and you sit them at your front door. <laughs> Pretend Hagrid's living at your house. And then if anyone breaks in, they'll just run because they'll think, who lives here with feet that side? I will say that joke is Billy Connolly's joke and it's a very uh, funny joke. It's very anyway, good. Uh, that's it for us today. I will tell you my Phillips Hughes story tomorrow. Didn't get a chance to get there. And also more of your feedback. So much and Braille. coming. Gaming. And more Braille. Braille. Bristol, yes. Braille, Bristol you... Braille tomorrow. Thank goodness yeah. we'll get to that tomorrow. Uh, Charlie. Um, oh, Charlie. I've completely Kirk. forgotten Charlie's second name. But Charlie will be with us tomorrow. <laughs> uh, we're talking about Braille from Bristol Braille. More details tomorrow on Double Tap. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-tv every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.